Welcome to this first episode of From the Depths, where we will examine and explore Shaila Sichuvis Mima'amikim, questions and responses from the Holocaust, Rabbi Ephraim Ushri's magnum opus on halachic and ethical questions posed to him during and after the Holocaust. I'm your host, Dr. Shimon Blau. In this first episode, I'd like to take a few minutes to explain why I've decided to pursue this endeavor and then present a biography on Rav Ushri. Rav Ushri was one of the few Lithuanian rabbis who survived the Holocaust, and he began writing his responsa during that time. He hid his responsa in containers in the ground, and after the war, was able to retrieve them. From 1959 to 1979, he published five volumes titled Shalas Chuvis Mimamekim, Questions and Responses from the Depths. These have actually become quite rare. A single volume can fetch several hundred dollars. Finding a complete set is nearly impossible because they were all published at different times. In 1983, an English version was printed called Responsa from the Holocaust, which essentially covered all of the questions covered in the Hebrew version. However, only a brief synopsis of Rabbi Ashri's final sakhalacha, his final decision on the halachic rulings, were included in this without the lengthy discourse that was contained in the Hebrew version. With all this in mind, I feel that this incredibly important work really deserves a wider audience. More importantly, the Holocaust survivors that are still with us today are, for the most part, the child survivors of the war, my own father included. This series is a tribute to them. It's also my little piece, my little contribution to the oft-spoken motto of never forget. What I'm going to try to attempt to do with this series is to explain these responsa in a way that everyone can understand. Even someone without a traditional Judaic studies background, like a yeshiva education or a Beis Yaakov education, I'm going to try to distill even difficult concepts into uh, an easily digestible and understandable form. Now, a few caveats, which I think uh, are important to get out of the way. The first is that given the graphic and violent nature of the horrific acts that the Nazis perpetrated, uh, in addition to some of the sensitive issues that these responses covered, such as suicide, abortion, and birth control, this series may not be suitable for younger children. Before every episode, I'll include this reminder. Listener discretion is definitely advised. Secondly, I'd like to provide a very brief overview of just how Jewish halacha, Jewish law, is traditionally decided. Uh, as Orthodox Jews, we believe in both the written Torah and its indispensable counterpart, the oral law, which was initially passed down from teacher to student for generations until after the destruction of the Second Temple. At that time, the oral law was transcribed into the Mishnah. And over the next several centuries, the Talmud, also known as the Gemara, was written to explain and expand on the Mishnah. Commentators on the Talmud are generally divided into the Rishonim, the early commentators, and the Achronim, the later ones. The Rishonim constitute the commentators from the 11th centuries through the 16th centuries, and the Achronim, the later commentators, comprise everybody after that time. Now, there were several uh, great rabbis who tried to codify law, including uh, Maimonides, the Rambam. In uh, 1563, Rabbi Yosef Cairo uh, compiled the Shulchan Arach, which is probably the most widely used codified uh, Jewish law um, in existence today. And the year 1563, which saw the compilation of the Shulchan Aruch, actually demarcates the periods of the Rishonim, the early commentators, from the Achron and the later ones. So when a rabbi in today's day and age tries to decide what the halacha, what the Jewish law might be in any given topic, uh, he really has to look at all of the available sources, the codified law, but also the, the sources that the codified law is based on, traditionally the Talmud and the Mishnah before then. It's also important to point out that there are actually two versions of the Talmud that were written. Talmud Bavli, the Babylonian Talmud, as well as 
Talmud Yerushalmi, the Jerusalem Talmud. Obviously, each one was compiled and written in those respective areas. And the one that is mostly studied today is the Babylonian Talmud, as most Jews today uh, are descended from the Jews who lived in Babylonia. That being said, uh, the Jerusalem Talmud also plays a part in deciding halacha. And the last thing that I'd like to mention before we get started is that many commentators are known uh, by either an acronym of their name, for example, Rashi, who was Rabbi Shlomo Yitzchaki, or by one of the works that they were known for. For example, Rabbi Yisrael Meir Kagan was known as the Chavetz Chaim. So throughout this series, I will be referring to them either by their acronym or by their name that was given to them based on their writings. Okay, let's move on to a brief biography of Rabbi Ashri. Rabbi Ephraim Ashri was born in 1914 in Kapishkas, Lithuania. In his youth, he attended some of the Ivy Leagues of the yeshiva world at that time, including Kelm, Panovich, and Knesset Yisrael, the famous Slobodka yeshiva. He rose to prominence uh, in the Slobodka yeshiva, and this was a yeshiva where there were many, many outstanding students. It's hard for me to mention the Slobodka yeshiva without mentioning its founder and Mashkiach Ruchni, its spiritual dean, Rabbi Nassim Svi Finkel, the altar from Slobodka, the elder from Slobodka. Rabbi Nassim Svi Finkel had, a, uh, had an incredible ability to understand all of his students' strengths and weaknesses, and he would meet with them on a regular basis to discuss these and to have them work on not just their Torah knowledge, but on their personal growth. So this was the environment that uh, Rav Ashri grew up in. He was also extremely close with Rabbi Avram Dovber Kahana Shapiro, who was the last chief rabbi of Lithuania, as well as the Rav the rabbi and the Av Beisdin, the head of the uh, Jewish rabbinical court in Kovno. Rabbi Ashri was 27 years old when the war broke out and was forced into the Kovno ghetto. He was married with children. Uh, his wife and uh, children uh, were killed by the Nazis. And despite all the hardships that he faced during the Holocaust, he still attended to the needs of uh, his community. He uh, learned with children he answered the, their halakhic questions. Uh, he later recorded in Mima Amakim, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, he actually uh, wrote a book called The Annihilation of Lithuanian Jewry, which describes his experiences and the Jewish experiences in the Kovno ghetto. This book was published in 1995. He miraculously survived the Holocaust. And immediately following the Holocaust, he spent time helping to bury uh, thousands of Jews who uh, had lacked a proper burial. Uh, he also helped find children, reclaim Jewish children who had been left in monasteries uh, or among Christian families. Rabbi Ashri got remarried. He moved to Rome with his wife and uh, started a school for orphaned refugee children. Uh, he then moved to Montreal with his family and the children from his school and later moved to New York, where he became the rabbi of Beit HaMedrash HaGadol, which was a big shul on the Lower East Side. He held that position for uh, over 50 years. He passed away on September 28, 2003 and was buried in Jerusalem, uh, and he was survived by his wife and his uh, nine children from his second wife. Six boys and three daughters, his six boys all became rabbis. Going through Rabbi Ushri's writings, there are a few things that really stand out to me. The first is you can really see his passion for the Jewish people. He was passionate about each and every Jew's physical and also spiritual well-being. He was also an activist. He wasn't someone who was okay with just sitting on the sidelines, letting others do the work, uh, but was someone who demanded to be a part of whatever needed to be done for the Jewish people. God presented Rabbi Ephraim Ashri with heartbreaking challenges, and he overcame each and every one of them with his faith intact. May his memory be a blessing for us all. 
This has been From the Depths with Dr. Shimon Blau. Music by Dexter Britton. Grand Movement. In our next episode, we will begin going through Rabbi Yashri's responsa from Mima Amakim, From the Depths.